Hello and welcome back to another episode of It's Risky Business, a show about taking risks, pursuing your passion, going after the things that you want to do in life and confidently building that life through inspiration, through education. And we have a phenomenal guest, our first uh, ever uh, across the, the country guest, Amanda. I'm really excited to welcome Shahar Planer. Uh, the co-founder and CEO of Formations. And uh, Shahar is a tax and accounting expert with over 18 years of experience in the field. He is an entrepreneur and known as the tax guru in the West Coast. I'm excited to have a tax guru here on the show uh, to talk to us. Shahar, welcome to the show. Welcome, hey. welcome. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Now the guru also of the East Coast, you know, so excited, you know, cross, uh, cross, the, cross country. Yes, 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 yes. And as the show goes, and many of uh, the listeners know, we'd like to uh, get into the nuts and bolts, the, the, the reason why people are so motivated to do something outside of whatever they've seen in life, whatever example that they've been given. So they go out and they choose an entrepreneurial life, which is not an easy life. And we want to know, uh, as far back as you want to take us, Shahar, uh, tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Um, again, thank you for having me. It's a it's a blast, you know, to be in front of your audience and and share my story. And I'm sure that uh, uh, we'll share some nuggets that actually they can take and implement in their businesses. Uh, just because I think tax and accounting, you know, can be a great revenue center where people once they lean in. And not afraid and anxious about numbers, they can make some great uh, achievements uh, out of the tax code. Um, my journey started really early. You know, I'm coming from a house of um, entrepreneurs. Uh, my dad, uh, as an insurance guy, you know, ran a small business, and I'm the youngest of three. Um, so, being pulled into the business discussion. Uh, daily, you know, I remember myself from really early age, you know, six, seven, eight, uh, going to the office and play a secretary, you know, and 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 kind of, you know, writing invoices and and kind of uh, doing all of these uh, activities that seems to be like, uh, you know, uh, what what the adults are doing. So I'm Israeli, you know, I grew up in Tel Aviv, uh, grew up in a very entrepreneurial uh, home. Um, and seen from first sight, you know, the struggle while while we were being kind of middle class, never had something missing in my life. Um, the discussion at home, like strong memories about, you know, today you can call it cash flow. Back then is where's the money and, you know, debt and loans and banking and always financial distress while, you know, things are going really well. Um, it's always linger kind of, you know, and, and as a home of self-employed, it's transformed to the entire family members, you know, to the kids, uh, to the neighbors, uh, everybody around you. Um, so for me, it was, you know, it, it was not a choice. You know, I knew that I'm unemployable. I knew that, you know, growing up in, in the freedom of self-employed, I knew that my destiny was probably first the family business. Um, and then maybe, you know, if I'm strong enough, I can make a decision to get out of uh, the family business. And this is what I did, you know, uh, uh, later on in my career that I did kind of 
uh, understand that it's not, you know, insurance is not the path that I want to take. Great, and then and and so I I so I love hearing that aspect of it because in my experience talking to a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, the self-employed people, there is this crossroads. There's this moment in your in their lives where they decide that they either don't want to do what their parents have done or don't want to do what they're currently doing, whatever it may be, and then they decide to form their own business to kick up the side hustle that they're doing and, and really taking it on in a serious way. So tell me more about that crossroad, how you got into uh, what your current, your current role and, and ultimately uh, how you, you build formations. So I think as, um, as the young adult, you know, when you start making some decisions for yourself, you start putting, you know, some, some, some trades, you know, it's me against the family. It's me, you know, uh, uh, doing, you know, something more selfishly? Um, should I put, you know, someone else in front? And as you grow, or at least myself, you know, it was no question that uh, uh, I need to put myself and my immediate family. Um, and Ortal, my wife and I started dating uh, while I was, you know, part of the family business. And, and she was, you know, uh, a partner to, to the decision because she saw you know, how miserable I am in the family business. You know, it's, it's not it's not my philosophy. It's not my culture. Although I grew up, it's funny, you know, it, it's the family culture, but it's not the business culture. And, and it's amazing how, you know, family culture can be so different in the business. How my dad as the boss is like, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, there's like two different personalities. And when it's kind of, you know, you want your dad back, but you'll get your boss because Friday dinner is your dad, but he's also speaking about the business. And I was, I was still getting sick, you know, literally sick, like physically sick. I was depressed. I was unhappy. And um, as, as again, as the youngest of three, I was always very independent and start, you know, looking around what's going on. And you know, in, in Israel, it's a mandatory military service. So sometimes the military uh, take you away in, in the middle of your life. And it's a great time to think because, again, you're in a different environment. You know, you have time to think, you know, you have time by yourself. And I made a decision back then in March of 2005 that I'm coming back and I'm resigning. You know, I'm, I, I put all of, all, of, all of my cards and every argument and went to my dad and said, by the way, I cannot do it anymore. Um, surprisingly, it was very supportive. You know, it was kind of, you know, understand where you're coming from. And I will do everything that I can. You know, I'm sad that you won't be part of the business, but I support. And I start looking around. And I think lesson number one is if you make a decision to make a career change, um, you need to go all in. I think there is no concessions. Like if you want to take your, your own reality in your hands, you need to go all in. And I start, you know, looking around. And I was fortunate enough that my dad's accountant introduced me to a dude that had tax practices in the U.S. We met in Tel Aviv. Um, my English was zero, basically. Although, you, you, you know, in Israel, you, 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 you learn English all the way to 12th grade. My, never wrote an email in English. Never spoke English. Um, I never know anything about the U.S. tax system. You know, I'm Israeli. So made the dude and the dude said, you know, I like your personality. Everything that I know, I'll teach you. And I put in a way my faith in his hands. And I went back to Ortal to my wife and said, you know what? 
I may find my career path. I don't know. I'm 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 investigating. But if if this is going the right direction, in six months we are living Tel Aviv. We're living all of our convenient life. We're leaving our friends, our family, your family, my family, and we're moving to the sorry for my language to the fucking US. You know, to start our uh, journey as the as the young adults. And she was Shahar. I am with you. Whatever you do, I trust you. And, you know, this is a strong partnership and we will be successful wherever. So going all in means that from, I don't know, April, May of 2005, all the way to November of 2005 for seven months, 24-7, I start learning the U.S. tax code and what is an LLC and what is a 1040 and what are deductions and credits and how the system works. And long story short, by November mid of 2005, after all of the bureaucracy and arrangement, we landed in Kirkland, Washington um, to start uh, my career as a tax consultant in a small tax practice. Um, so everything is possible. You know, you just need to, you know, make, you know, kind of the destination, like the, 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 the goal, you know, enjoy the journey and, and, and you know, run. That is phenomenal. I love... Well, first of all, question, just because your story is so special. Were you the first, since you're the youngest, were you the first in your family to break away? Yes. So my brothers, both are attorneys. Uh, they went to study law in London. So they've been three years, but there was no questions that are coming back. I'm the only immediate family that made the decision to kind of break the the strong kind of family relationship. And, and it's hard, you know, it's a, it's a strong connection with my brothers yeah. uh, to see for the last 18 years that we've been in the US, you know, the entire family growing, my nephews, my nieces, celebrations and, you know, events, life-changing events. And we are here, you know, supporting kind of from the sidelines. Yeah. Um, but this was the best decision ever. Uh, I made. And I was very fortunate because, you know, 2005 landed in Kirkland or in Seattle, Washington. Uh, the last 18 years was the golden era of, of the Northwest. So we've been super fortunate, you know, building business and building our professional career at the back of Microsoft, Amazon, Starbucks, Costco, uh, uh, you know, Boeing, uh, such amazing mammoth uh, uh, corporations that just uh, um, changed the area from business perspective, from real estate, from investment. And um, it just allowed the tax practice to thrive, you know, and, and um, the fact that I am a combination of an insider of the industry, which means I'm a finance major and love math. I enjoy working with people. Uh, in taxes, you're kind of the good guy, you know, because if you do things right, you're actually helping people to save money and you help people basically to reduce anxiety. Um, and on the other end, to run a business that can actually be super profitable and make, you know, great, and we'll speak about it, smart financial decisions that uh, uh, kind of paid back big time uh, for the family. Yeah, that's so powerful. It's Your case sounds like a a really special story of like the universe conspiring to to serve you because it it knew it's like you took the risk and everything laid itself out perfect timing you had a supportive partner which is so crucial in these in these big steps and then you had first your partner and then you got this connection to the your dad's accountant you said it was 
Yeah. Incredible. And then he just kind of took you under the wing and then the whole universe opened up to you. And now you support a whole team and, and a huge community of people that really need what you are destined to do. And I think part of the success is definitely contribute majorly to Ortal, to my wife, just because it's it's hard to do the relocation. Uh, it's hard to do the relocation by yourself. So it was great to have a partner. Uh, it's not easy, you know, to... Uh, we just got married, by the way, in, in September of 2005 and then moved two months later. We've been dating for six years, but we never lived together like as a married couple. And now, you know, in an environment that you don't have anyone, which means... You know, I cannot run to my friend to watch soccer or to do, you know, or to get out with friends because we don't have literally anybody here. So the fact that you need a strong kind of, you know, partnership or someone in your life that would support you because while we, again, business, you know, while we've been fortunate to be in the golden era in, in, in the Northwest, don't, don't get confused. This journey is hard. You know, super hard. And the challenges are daily. Uh, I'm telling people, you know, this shit is hard. You know, if you if you go all in, it doesn't make things more easy, but at least it's reminding you your why. It's reminding you of the tough times why you're here, why you're away from family, why you're away from the Tel Aviv weather, why you're away from the Tel Aviv food, you know, why you're away from the, the beach, you know, why you're away from, you know, your friends and the people that you care uh, because your why is bigger, because it's the why is something that really embedded kind of into your veins. And this is what drives you every day. Wake up in the morning and just kill it. Um, you know, no community, no uh, customers, no English, no strong knowledge of the tax system, uh, but with a lot of positive mindset, you know, and, and this is one of the core positive mindset of formations today, you know, uh, uh, be positive, stay positive, uh, think positive. Uh, we create our own reality. Um, don't get no as an answer. Always there is, you know, uh, a way to work around. This is not cliches. This is the day-to-day -day living and breathing philosophy. Um, you know, when we started uh, uh, the journey in, in Kirkland, uh, how do you bring customers? So identify, you know, uh, really early that working with center of influence, you know, working with financial advisors, working with insurance agents, working with real estate agents. Uh, we don't do real estate. We don't do financial advisory. So it's kind of, it's, it's complement to each other. You know, I'll bring you customers. You'll bring me customers. I'll teach, you know, a little bit of real estate or learn a little bit about real estate and teach you on taxes. You will teach my customers, you know, a little bit of real estate. So I think the last two, three years, the first two, three years, I probably blind date three, 400, you know, professionals, um, getting into people's office, introduce myself, what do you do? Some of your background, um, speak highly about what you do. Sometimes there is nothing behind it because you don't really know what you do, uh, but just be dangerous enough kind of to share and be genuine, be kind of the, uh, share the philosophy that the customer is in the middle, you know, be trustworthy, be, you know, someone that they really care and want to work with, like a true partner, you know, um, and it penciled, you know, it's, it's, it made great, a big difference when referrals start coming our way and the practice start going. Amazing. Shahar, so many, so many things uh, that I love about the story and some things that I want to point out 
because I know that there's so many people out there that have the same narratives, the same things that they tell themselves, the same challenges that they have that they feel are are, are un, impossible to overcome. And one that I think is important because I know a lot of people are born into a family of entrepreneurs with businesses is this concept that you mentioned about the uh, business culture versus the family culture, and then not being able to turn it off, right? Just getting home after working with your family or in the family business, and then they're still talking about business. And I think that that's a, a, an important challenge that a lot of people have and aren't able to either speak about, uh, create the boundaries, or then realize, hey, I need to move out of here. Another thing which which you were able to realize and, and move past. And another thing is that you said that you have to go all in 100%. I mean, it's like you, you have to feel, you have to act like if you're drowning in water and you need to breathe, because if not, you're going to take an easier route or you're going to go back to doing the same thing that you were doing uh, before. And then, you know, anybody that's trying to start their own business is always thinking about all the challenges and how difficult things are. But imagine you, I, I could only imagine you going to a new country and then learning an entire like tax system and US tax system, no less, and all the challenges that come with that, but still believing and then still knowing that it's something that you really feel passionate about. And ultimately, why myself and why the organization Creators for Connection is is, is it was born out of wanting to tell people like, hey, this is not easy to know. There's professionals out there that can help you, but you should definitely not ignore it. Uh, understanding what are the best tax practices and what you can do to not have to pay so much and run your business smart is something that's very, very important to us. So I love that you're doing that and you've built uh, this company out of that passion. So Tell me, uh, so I want to get into maybe some some things that you've seen in your experience, like let's say like top three things uh, that a lot of self-employed or small business owners make, uh, mistakes that they make going into uh, entrepreneurship. So I think I would separate maybe my answer into two, more of the kind of the strategic, you know, thinking, and then the, the, the tactical, you know, things that we see. One, I think that there is some misconception about taxes and tax season, you know, which basically makes people feel really anxious and daunting around the overall process. You know, tax season, it's not a date. Tax season, it's the all year around how you think about it. And I'm not saying that, you know, like me, you need to think about taxes every day, every hour, but you need to think about taxes and finance more. You know, you should not be afraid uh, of taxes. You know, people don't know marketing, sales, uh, um, and some other product engineering, you know, when they get into business, you know, in full, but they actually very passionate to learn because there's something rewarding about it. You know, if I learn sales or marketing or social media, you know, I'd be able to bring, you know, the, the desired ROI. And we know that it's not, you know, 100% true. We know that it's hard, that it's in, it involves a lot of experience and a lot of uh, failures before you make success. Same with, with finance, you know, you need to lean in and understand the system, to understand the system is, you know, it's a fixed system. It's a really rewarding system. We are always saying that the tax and accounting system, there is one for the informed and one for the uninformed. If you're informed, you can make great. You can actually turn the tax and accounting system into a profit center. If you're uninformed, you make stupid mistakes and you basically, you, all what you do is reactive into uh, uh, maybe things that other people are doing, which are not 
really relevant for you. So find your own unique space, kind of in the tax and accounting world, lean in and understand that the IRS and the state agency doesn't have a marketing department. Therefore, you know, therefore, again, you need to, you know, you need to learn, you need to invest, you need to research. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's tons, you know, of information out there, some of it conflicting. Find your community, find the people that you really trust, you know, to get advice with. There are really, really smart people out there. This is a long journey and you need, you know, to get friends on the, on the bus, on the journey bus. Some of those friends are colleagues you know, from your own kind of, you know, industry, if you're a creative or a creator, or if you're a real estate agent, you know, some are, you know, people that can make you stronger, you know, the, an attorney, an advisor, financial advisor, you know, lender, someone that can help you understand kind of the financial landscape. But again, the overall financial landscape of self-employed is not too complicated. You know, it's just to understand kind of the basic and continue basically uh, uh, um, the financial literacy education uh, journey. Second, I think that it's overall setting goals. I think that we need to remind ourselves why we're here. Some people it's driven by money. Some people drive by just impact other people's lives. Someone is just for the lifestyle. Whatever you're doing, just remind yourself the goals and stick to the plan. If it's making, you know, some simple budget or just simple goals, hey, I want to reach into a number of customers or just dollar amount, um, break it into small pieces that you can chew. You know, we said smart, be specific, something that you can measure, be accountable. Uh, it should be reasonable with time, you know, the smart concept. Uh, make sure that, that, that this is written somewhere and you constantly remind yourself because you need as a business owner to get into those business habits. You know, so some business habits around financial goals and financial uh, uh, performa. And the last one is technology. Again, there is so much technology out there and cheap technology. And people are using so much technology in their business and so much kind of uh, 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 building, you know, a, a gadget environment around them and smart home and smart car and smart dog and smart. Everything is smart today, but your financials are stupid. You know, your financials are dumb. The financials are not talking to anything, not to your bank, not to your credit card. And usually they don't talk to yourself. So if you don't talk to your financials, how do you want to understand what is the language that you communicate with your financials? Technology help us, you know, to bring the data fast, faster. It helps us to clean the data fast. And then if we have the data, if we have some understanding, then we can make those financial decisions. One of the things that entrepreneur and self-employed need to understand about the tax and accounting system, there is always, always, always something else possible. When someone tells me that, you know, it's only debt and taxes, go back to your 9080 accountant and, and, and deal with those stupid kind of, you know, comments. You know, uh, taxes may be a roundabout. You may need to take a few circles. You'll get an exit at the end of the day. You'll get an out. There is always something possible. If you're making $60,000, there's always something possible. If you're making $600,000, there's always something possible. If you make $6 million, there is always something possible. Something possible means that by making smart financial decisions, you can keep more money in your pocket. Like you, 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 you have not born into an industry that people enjoy bleeding taxes unconsciously. It's not. You know, there are systems that allow you to, you know, create a really nice and efficient structure around you that will help you to keep more of your hard cash money. You know, you're working hard, 
you are spending a lot of money thinking about and investing in the business, it's your right to keep more of that. So this is kind of the strategic discussion. You know, tactically, be aggressive. You're aggressive with your customer. If there is a customer giving you a call, immediately answer the phone. If you get a referral, immediately answer the phone. If you, if, if you have a business opportunity, try to execute. You know, the time is now. So why when it's come to your taxes and why when it's coming to your back office, everything eventually turned to be a plain vanilla? Why? Why you're not acting the same? Because the emotions around financials and financial distress taking us over. Because the financial aspect, us not knowing, um, it's usually, you know, it's, I'm, I'm asking people, what's your relationship with, with money? What do you mean? I don't know. You like money. You enjoy money. Um, you, you, you enjoy collecting? Like, how is the process you invoicing your customers? Every time you invoice your customers, you feel shame. You feel that you are actually disservice them by actually asking them for money. We see a lot of people basically afraid of collect. Why? I enjoy working for free. You know, there's so much fun working for free. There's no pleasure to charge your customer $300,000 of two hours of work because of the value that you added into their life. So again, the concept about, you know, we are here to help. We are here, you know, to support. We are here to give. But when is the time for us to get something back? Because if we're not taking care of our financials, think about it, we'll be out of business. And then what we did for our customers, we took one of the partners, one of their core uh, 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 friends, one of their uh, 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 core services that you're using, and now they're missing something. So tactically, we can run some, some cool concept of, of, of taxes. Let me know when you're ready. Yeah, I definitely want to go into that stuff. But Shahar, you really, you, you you were primarily speaking towards creatives when you're saying that when they send an invoice, they feel like maybe they're undervaluing themselves and they're not worth the amount of money that they're sending out. And this is like a huge problem, especially in the creative industry. So it's important to have this conversation about where, what, what do you think about money? Like, what are your feelings towards money? What does money mean to you? And ultimately how you, uh, your, your whole approach to uh, money, which is a super important conversation to have. And, and I think that, uh, by the way, if you think about it, Stan, on, on like, just kind of, you know, you can have a concept that we call profit first. You know, how much money do I need? I have a simple life. I need Five to fifteen thousand dollars every month to live like a queen. You know, I am. You know, at my best. This is what I need. I don't need more. Maybe it will change in the future when I get married or I have kids or whatever. This is all what I need. How much I need to produce to get the fifteen thousand dollar every month? One. Second. This is my cost. I have a cost. You know, I need. X to operate my business. Let's find the three X, four X, you know, of that, and let's price it. Or let's think also about the value that we're adding into our customers. And I think this is where we'll find, you know, it's a little bit more challenging and hard. But if you get to know, empathize with your customers and understand the value that you create for them, you'll see that the the, the two other methods are by far less than what you can actually charge. It's sometimes 
four, five, 10X. And then you're like, really? Like, am I worth so much money? By the way, regardless to how much you invoice, you're underpaid. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a like people think about, you know, I need to get paid. And they start moving like inconveniently in the chair and what they will say, yeah. all of these stories. I'm starting to be itchy yeah. and, you know, and sweaty in my hands and I cannot type the invoice because, you know, why? Why yeah. would it translate now to ask for me? We behave such, you know, in unnormal way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think overall, like the the whole narrative is shifting and it's it, it's begging us as creatives, it's begging that the whole space of solopreneurs to to change the narrative around self-profit, profiting for yourself, being able to hold a sustainable business and growth, build a team, and then really changing that narrative around taxes and the whole system, creating a sustainable system, which is exactly what you spoke to. It's just a a total um, reframing and changing the narrative of, of the whole practice as a whole. Um, and you're just pro tips all over the place on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Yeah, and the narrative should be very simple. You know, the old way of thinking about narrative is my income minus my, my expenses. This is what I take home. So I'm working hard. I'm generating, you know, significant amount of revenue. I expense the world because... You know, this is how I've been taught, you know, just to expense, because if I'm not expense, I'll need to pay taxes. And if I'm not expense, I won't grow. And then what left? Not much. So, you know, I'm okay. The new narrative is revenue minus profit equal my expenses. Every dollar that I'm generating, 50%, 60%, 70%, 80% going first into my pocket, where I basically find my own buckets my buckets of investment, my buckets of retirement, my buckets of benefits, my bucket of my own personal fun, travel, shit. And only what left, you know, this is what keeping me kind of keep the lights on. It's the needs versus want because, you know, it's the toothpaste theory. I think it's the uh, Parkinson theory or whatever, you know, when you get the, the toothpaste when at the beginning of, 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 of the week, you know, or the month, you know, you're yeah. using it unconsciously like tons. Yeah. And then at the end of the month, you'll be able to squeeze one more and one more and one more. And, you know, in a month plus in a month pass by and we're still with the same toothpaste, you know, yeah. one more, one more. Same with the business. When we have more, we feel that, you know, we are Google. We just need to expense, you know, meals and entertainment and lifestyle and, and buy more computers and hire more employees and uh, a more expensive office. And, why? Why do we need all of that? Are we really in the need of building all of this virtual branding around us that nobody cares? Mm-hmm. You know, take the money for you. Build your own financial wealth. Be your own better version of yourself. Be the most profitable creator ever and live on a laptop in, you know, Coconut Island in Copenhagen or something. Mm-hmm. So the mindset, I agree, the narrative about revenue, Minus profit equal to my expenses is something that people need to kind of, you know, getting a little bit more into the habits. Mm-hmm. And and just to speak about putting in your own buckets, as you mentioned, I'm not shy to admit this because I've said this before on this podcast. I started a business 10 years ago. And for a large amount of those first few years, 
I didn't have an IRA. I didn't have a 401k. I wasn't putting money in my own buckets because I thought that 401ks only existed for people that were working for corporations that only existed for employees. Not that I can be self-employed and also have my own 401k or an IRA. And that's something that I speak strongly about. And I encourage so many uh, entrepreneurs in their first year in year zero to start thinking about, and at least talking to the people that know uh, that the professionals that know how to guide them in, in that, in those ways. And so moving, just moving into the last part, I want to hear about what your what your what your goals are for uh, something you mentioned, which is also important, is is always constantly reminding yourself of the goals. I'd like to know, learn what your goals are for formations, uh, like where you're currently at, what 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 you're excited about, and where you you see formations uh, in in a few years. So as I stated before, you know, I started my career as in the tax and accounting. I did a very successful practice for the last 12 years, which actually I sold last September. Amazing. So September of 22, you know, I'm exit out. done. So now I can, you know, say I started a business, I run a business, I grow a business. And now, you know, I also sold the business. And the reason basically I went out of my consulting business to formations is to focus on that segment, self-employed. I was tired, basically, you know, advising the rich people how to save more money and still complain. You know, why you save me just a million dollars? But I think we can do more. Really? Like, where is the appreciation of, you know, we lost kind of, you know, the, 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 we, we lost like what, what's really important, you know? And I felt that as a self-employed, I want to give more to my people. My people are self-employed and, and the vision for formations to be, you know, the largest employer, call it, or the largest platform for self-employed basically to get educated, mm-hmm. to get financial literacy in a box, um, to get the right information, like someone that can clean the bias because there's nothing there for us, for us, it's just to be again the promoter, to be uh, 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 the, the again the marketing department, um, to give self-employed the playbook that they can run. Because then this is what you mentioned, you know, the the world geared towards corporations. When you join Microsoft, Microsoft is providing you the umbrella, the four hundred one k, the HSA, the FSA, the stock option. But what they are doing, they are getting you into the financial culture through constant education. If you want to know more, read here. If you want to know here, read here. If you need something, contact Fidelity, contact Morgan Stanley, contact, you know, Goldman Sachs, Sachs. contact a service provider that we're sponsoring for you because, you know, we can, the world of self-employed has none of that. So formations want to be the platform of choice for self-employed, for business of one, to get the most out of their money. So we can take them out of the sole prop into an S corporation. So we can make the magic with S-Corp and self-employed. So again, now they become a W-2 employee. Now they have a pay stub. So now they can do really easy 401k. Now they can easily get into uh, uh, group health insurance. That They can get access to HSA, FSA if they have kids or they have some, some, some health concern. So they can pay less taxes. Again, S-Corp pay $15,000 less on the first $100,000 of revenue. 15000 yeah. You know, this is like not just a nickel and dime. This is a life change. And you know what? It's a predictable year over year over year. And by the way, if you make more, what else is possible? A lot is possible. So for formations, again, we start with tax and accounting. 
because this is kind of you know the core where we want to uh, um, seal the leakage. We want to make sure that we at least keep everything possible in the hands of the entrepreneur, the business of one, with a reasonable tax rate. Again, we're not here to pay zero tax. You know, we are very aggressive to pay as way less tax than what they used to pay, but I cannot promise zero tax. It's not it's not a reality to living, at least not, you know, in the US. You can move to Puerto Rico, you can move to Cyprus, you can move to, I don't know, Malta, you can move to Mauritius, you can find ways, you know, where you can live uh, in a zero tax environment, not in the US. But if I'm making, you know, $150,000 and my tax liability is in 15%, 18%, maybe less than 20%, me, I can live, you know, on a capital gain rate, you know, every day. So I think it's kind of, you know, it's really important for people to understand that their destiny and the reality is in their own hands. And I don't get it why people basically buy into the experience today of working with a CPA once a year. Think about your health check. If you're coming to the physician, you know, every couple of years, you know, and hopefully, you know, hope that you're healthy, you know, think about what happens if you check your health every month, every quarter, twice a year. How much preventive you can bring, how much cost you can save, you know, Business is the same. Ask yourself, is your business healthy? Are you healthy? Is your business relationship between you and the business are healthy? This is the question. And if the answer is no, find a solution. Mm-hmm. Find someone out there. Again, formation is one solution. We're not the only one. There are great providers out there. There are great technology solutions out there. There are great people that can walk you through you know, the journey. But ask those questions and never get no as an answer. Never get no as an answer because there's always something else possible. Amazing. Love it. And just to to begin to wrap it up, something that you said earlier that I loved, the IRS does not have a marketing department. So they're not going to give you all of the tricks, all the tools. You have to go out there and find the people, the organizations like Formation that are providing financial literacy and information to help you on your uh, entrepreneurial uh, journey. It's uh, it's been amazing, Shahar. Amanda, anything to close? I mean, there's just so many pro tips in here. Thank you so much. Your just and also your delivery of communication around all this connects with us as creatives so much. Um, it feels so attainable. Sometimes I think the jargon around financial literacy goes right over some of our heads, just the ways that our brains work. But the way that you've got you have this perfect blend of bridging that gap. Um, which is precisely what the organization that backs this podcast does. So thank you so, so much. Um, We are huge proponents of business and personal health um, tools like books and podcasts. I'm super curious if there's anything that that you, like there are podcasts that you're constantly visiting or researchers or books that you keep on your your stack. We'd love to hear. Um. I'm not a huge reader, by the way, just to be honest, you know, there, there are, you know, people that read more than what I read. Except um, the whole, the whole U.S. tax code, you know, uh, tax returns are my guilty pleasure, you know, I enjoy it for me, it's like a puzzle, you know, so I'm weird, you know, everybody has its own kind of weirdness. Um, listening to some podcasts, all in, it's a great one. Um, I think what changed my life from an organization perspective, it's I'm a member of an organization named 
EO, Entrepreneur Organization, big chapter, big chapter in, in Miami. By the way, when I joined EO nine years ago, uh, I felt kind of the outsider. And I can tell you nine years in when I'm a mentor in Accelerator and I have forums from SaaS to accounting to general, it's just a huge community of entrepreneurs or business owners uh, that support each other. I find my people. So while I'm not, you know, a huge reader and I'm a good listener and I'm and I enjoy kind of the frontal kind of discussion, you know, EO was the one that introduced me into uh, most of what I know about business, and I owe my entire business. Uh, uh, journey uh, to EO. So when creators basically get into the point where the business are, you know, in the million dollar and more, uh, when it starts being meaningful, every decision, EO is the way to go, at least, you know, for me. Fantastic. Great. Yeah, community, community is so important in, in business and personal growth. So important. Yeah. Shahar, anything to close with? You've already given us so much good stuff. <laughs> um, believe in yourself. Believe in your industry. And now you know that you can also believe in the system. Mm. You know, the U.S. has a great system. This is not by coincidence that the U.S. is, you know, one of the leaders, if not the leader in uh, uh, our overall global economy because there is a great system here you know lean in go all in uh, and trust that the system has an amazing tools for you to thrive and be really successful and if you embrace kind of these three because again the first two are really kind of you know strong believe in yourself wake up in the morning and know that you can do it and the industry that you pick Kind of, I'm a huge fan of the tax and accounting industry. I cannot tell you how many times people try to pull me into real estate and investment and, you know, shit. And I'm always pull myself back into tax and accounting because I believe that we are here to disrupt, you know, such an old fashioned industry and provide a better experience, you know, for everybody. So if you believe in yourself and believe in the industry, I can guarantee you, me, to you, that the system is here to support. Take advantage, be successful, have fun. Amazing. 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 Yeah, we're excited. How can our listeners and the organization connect with you guys? What's the process? Anything you want to share on that? Um, you can always, you know, contact me directly, Shahar, S-H-A-H-A-R at formationscorp.com. Uh, I enjoy uh, having a discussion, reach out for 15, 30 minutes of just, you know, uh, uh, kind of brainstorm about your business. Um, I have, a, uh, if you send me an email, I'll give you a link to a secure uh, uh, portal, upload your tax return. Let's do a quick section, where, quick session when I review your taxes, give you kind of an augmented kind of uh, vision of, of what I see and how you can make, you know, yourself more successful. This is my core, again, tax and accounting, uh, it will be a non-biased, very independent, non-judgmental, no shame, just things that I can see that can help you to make better decisions and tricks. Uh, we're heading into tax season. So, you know, I know that, you know, the December 31st, it's a hard call, but there's some many things you can do uh, post the deadline. And again, 2023 will be an amazing year for all of us. Yeah. Incredible. I love that. These are tools that we can really step into the new year and create the new system and, and really have the, the new narrative walking right into 2023. Exactly. Amazing. 
Amazing. So uh, you, you heard it from the man, uh, believe in yourself, ladies and gentlemen, it's possible, something that uh, we like to say a lot at Creatives for Connection. And just remember that anything that you want to do, that you're passionate about, that you believe that you can accomplish is possible. So contact the people that are the experts, that know how to guide you, that want to provide useful information and move move towards a, a better life for yourself and coming into a new year is is a is one of the best times to feel really motivated about the potential of, of what can happen so again thank you uh to my co-host amanda and thank you shahar for coming in all the way from seattle washington to talk to our audience Thank Amanda you. and Stan, you're beautiful people, and I cannot thank you enough for uh, taking such a good care of your community. So thank you so much, and I'm 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 honored. Uh, um, I'm honored to help. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.